Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. Izzy Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday already in our finale week, the 15th of December. The lads, they're there. Flair Sky City. Is it flaring up, lads? How did it flare up yesterday? Flaring. That game. <laughs> it was. Uh, what about Messi, mate? On absolute mm. fire and just doing a clinic of how to play soccer. Mate, it was really good to watch, actually, is he? And it was packed in here at the flare bar watching the game. They came in in droves. So it was nice, nice. sitting here. Looked after us really well. Sky City, eh, Louis? They looked after us. We had a nice little brickie and a couple of um, refreshing cold drinks and enjoyed the soccer like we are going to do today. When France and my man Mbappe scores 10 against Morocco. <laughs> That's what I'm picking. Oh, mate, that was a game, honestly. And from the outset, you just thought, Man, Argentina are just in one right here. They are on, and they are clicking at both ends of the field. And uh, yeah, like you said, Messi, just showing what, how determined he is to f- maybe finish his final World Cup with glory. He's got a chance. He's got a chance. He's entered the big, big dance to go forward and hopefully get that trophy. And it was a clinic 3-0. And if you followed my bet in the other day, you would have got paid the boosted odds of $5.25. Messi to score. Croatia, nil. So I had a wee little gravy in my TAB account. Thank you, team. Ooh, and there was a cup that one I put on. He's it. back. <laughs> oh, I'm, do- I'm doing some work for, for the tab and had a little bonus bet, little little gig on it. So got a little, little bit back there, but there was plenty of power plays that came through. And my one... Uh, three shots on target each side in half. Well, Argentina had six in the first half, I think it was, and Croatia zero. So it wasn't even close. They just shut them out both ends and uh, put them under a hell of a lot of pressure. And it was great to watch. I was actually really enjoying it. And I chucked up a f- uh, photo of me with my Argentina, um, my Argentina shirt jersey, my Las Puma jersey. Uh, Joquan Tuslet, back when I played him for the Argentina uh, rugby side. And I swapped him a jersey and I went to try it on. He was small as anything back in the day. There was no chance I would have fit one arm into that jersey today. But uh, yeah, I was representing and then I had a thousand messages coming through bandwagon. Bandwagon. I said, yeah, I am bandwagon. 100% I want Messi to win. <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> hey. 
I'm 100. I'm Portugal all day, but yeah, I'll jump on the bandwagon with uh, Lionel Messi. But lads, big show today. We're going to talk some uh, football. Well, it's only fitting. We're going to talk football. France is it their turn to punch their ticket to the final? And will all will the giant party spoilers continue their run at Glory Morocco? Luke Entwistle, editor of Get French Football News, will join us after 7 o'clock. So looking forward to talking more football. And remember, after 8 o'clock, we're off. And you get all the live action live here on SCNZ. How good. Uh, Paul Imwati, the party. I hear he's got a big something for us at about 7.40. So look forward to having a chat to him. And we'll, we'll talk power plays as well because I feel like I'm I'm on to something here. Might give the horses a miss, but those power plays that they offer up in sport, <laughs> there is so many. There are so many juicy power plays. Like something you never never even think about. You're like, man, that could potentially happen. You need a bit of luck. But if you just go through, there is a ton of options. So looking forward to that. And lads, I've convinced them. I've convinced them. I was hounding them last night. Brendan, the Bears ball, McCallum will come on our show tomorrow. To finish how good uh, uh, year with a bang and uh, yep he's um yeah, really looking forward to that he said to me look I said come on the show and he goes oh we got a self-imposed ban on media from me of course <laughs> but he said oh, I might come on have a laugh <laughs> and I said come on then Bez I said come on have a laugh mate with the old mates and we'll just chew the fat so looking forward to ending the year on a big one but lads good day had a good day yesterday busy day. Bit of country clueless, bit of country clued up for myself down here in Christchurch, boys. Had a bit of um, leftover hay in the gra- in, in the paddocks, so I had to go hire a motor uh, tractor with the old slasher. And a big shout-out to Kennard's Hire. Big shout-out to Kennard's Hire. Went down to Kennard's Hire and uh, uh, bought me a little uh, tractor with a slasher on the back. Went, uh, come home, mowed it up, but man, it was good fun. Got the job done, paid, paid for it, and uh, come home, and then they rang me up. They're like, "Oh, you know, tired, mate. We overcharged you, bloody blah 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 blah." And I said, "Mate, you didn't overcharge me, mate. I'll be back. We'll do something next year." So, all good. Um, but real shout out to Kinar Tire. They've just moved in down the road, so they got all the equipment there. So I went in and did my little bit, lads. Just before I shoot off today, because I'm coming up. To Auckland. And I'll be in the studio with you boys Look tomorrow out. to finish a show with a bang. <laughs> and then we're going straight to Drum and Bass Avenue. Yeah, we are. We are. And are you bringing your golf clubs? That's what I want to know. I am, Kimpy. I am. I'm a bit weary because golf clubs, they just take up so much room. You know, the, the, oh, and I've got to lug them around. I've got to lug them around because I'm going straight to Gizzy after this for three weeks to spend time with the family. And look, there'll be absolutely zero chance Dag's going to play golf there. So I'm wondering, I'm coming up for today because I've got Beaver's Grins Golf Day uh, this afternoon. Um, So it's going to be a a quite big day, lads. Um, Looking forward to that. And then uh, I'm just wondering, should I hire them? You'd be a Grins ambassador, wouldn't you? Nah. No way, but I'm about to tell you what amount of work I've done for them. I've got zero. I think I've been given three boxes of, of Grins. <laughs> Anton Leonard-Brown has promised me 300 boxes over the years, and I haven't seen one of them, so I'll be ripping into him today. He's a horrible golfer. Horrible golfer, so I'll be just well, getting straight into him. 
that was a good decision by me then when I spoke to him on Saturday when he tried to get me to come along because he would have he would have promised me three three crates and I would end up with nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't getting that. He had no mark from Tauranga and delivers. He's um, no. he's he's Mark with a K, no C. No, he doesn't deliver. So anyway, but uh, no. looking forward to catching up with Mark the boys and uh, finishing the year off. Finishing the year off on a bang. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good as eat the boys uh, are doing good work here, getting everything organised for us. Louis coming. This morning, we've had a good chat about what's going on on the show today and, uh, mate, some really interesting news last night. The stuff around Mm. New Zealand rugby and the sponsorship, that was big news. Like, how are they going to handle that? I was saying to Louis, I'm I'm expecting the CEO to come out today and front foot it and let everyone know that uh, there's obviously something going on there and we don't have to keep guessing because it just keeps raining in-house at the moment. It's pouring. Um, one story after the other. They just can't get to Christmas quick enough. Uh, New Zealand Rugby League Awards last night. Um, McGregor and, and Manu picked up the men and the women's prizes. That that was really yep. good to see. It was laid down bazaar for me. Joseph Manu, mm. gee, that kid. If we had the money here at the Warriors, he'd be the first bloke I'd be throwing a million dollars at. Come home, son. Come home and, and lead our team out. And... Uh, Young, uh, young McGregor, the halfback, the the, the the Kiwi Ferns, she she deserved that too, mate. She's had a big year. She's picked yep. up all the awards, so um, that was good. That was good news as well. But plenty, plenty still going on. The Bangladesh um, women's uh, getting called off. Mm. That um, that happened last night. So we we we're ten days out from Christmas, and it feels like we're middle mid season in sport. Mm. Yep, there's, just, there's still there's plenty going on. Games going on left, right, and centre. Yeah, and of course the soccer is outstanding. Best time, best time oh, of the year to watch football. it. I've really enjoyed this football tournament, Louis, and uh, it's it's been one to to really sit back and reflect. I haven't been a huge football fan, haven't been a huge football fan, but you get you get a sense of the enormity of this occasion and why teams and international sides really look forward to this. And behind it, there's always that bloody stuff going on in the background. But like the NZRU situation with sponsorship, there's always something floating around, and it all comes back to money. But that aside, the product, man, it's outstanding. I don't know if you saw the picture of Buenos Aires in Argentina. The streets Mm -hmm. were flooded. We're flooded with Argentinians, and they are the most passionate people. There must be something about Spani. Man, they just get right in amongst it. Loved it. I actually wondered, I had a theory going probably about a decade ago now that Argentina could put their hand up and be the most successful all-round sporting team and sporting country in the world because it was back Mm. when Manu Ginobili was at his peak and they were making semi-finals of kind of Olympics and basketball. They had uh, Luis Scola as well, Uh, Martin Del Potro, the tennis player. Gabriella Sabatini. Sabatini, they had the the rugby team was just starting to really ascend to be an actual threat. Um, then their football team was at the top of the world. And then if you always looked at, ar- around the other periphery sports, they always had contenders. They had a great goal. Who was their great golfer? Um, yep. Th- uh, that was kicking uh, around on the tour at that time. Angel. Well. Angel. Uh, they had Ebenez. Ebenez. You know, the guy that has no, a scar. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It's not him. Uh, but they It'll ha- come back to me. It's Argentina as a, as a sporting nation. Angel Carbera. Um, uh, 
That's it, Cabrera. Cabrera. So they they just have the, have had this run throughout the years where you always come back to Argentina and be like, wow. I mean, I know that they've got a decent sized population, but you know, it's not like the country's super super wealthy, and they just always perform. They're just a talented, passionate nation. So yesterday I said, Izzy, it's a tough day to be a Ronaldo as the goat. Um, be on that corner because right now <laughs> the poor bloke he's painted himself into a corner and on the other side Messi's doing all his can he can to come across like the world's best bloke. So it's funny how we we're so fickle as sports fans and we can just flip flop and jump ship as David Choate said so fast. And, uh, I know a lot of people are doing it right now. Oh look, yeah, look, it's I'm doing, I'm not doing. It. I'll always be a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, um, but Messi and what he's done and way he's carried himself. This whole time, like he's had his own situations with his background and the tax stuff with his dad and all the, his agents, his, his father and all that thing that was going on back in the back room. But the football side and the way he's carried himself out on the football park has been nothing but admiration to be able to witness. And yesterday, with age is no barrier, he was just absolutely... That, that goal, that, that assist he set up, was out the gate. Mm. You see him with the ball in hand. There were so Freakish. many different camera angles from the, the from the from the stadium, right pitch side. This guy's filming it. Just bang bang, step back in, swung around, used his gas, set up the goal, assist, and just just was a, just a dominant figure. I just hope that they can keep the emotion. I, I sense this is a different Argentina side. You know, Argentina from the past have always had the pressure of Maradona and what the the old international team have done, so it'll always be compared to that. But now I get a sense they've put Park that, and this is about their own legacy and stamping their own mark. And uh, yesterday they just gave Croatia absolutely nothing, just mm. suffocated them throughout the whole 90 minutes. So uh, well done. Today's a big one, lads. The Giant Killers, can they continue? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think France is going to do a number on them today, um, yep. and it's going to be a, a French Argentinian game. And I agree with you defensively. Argent, you know, it was all about Messi, mate. The guy's so small, and how robust he is in moving at speed and keeping boys, other play defenders off the ball, like he's pushing and tech being grappled and kicked at, and he's still in so much control for a small man. I reckon he'd be a great mm. surfer. Oh. His balance, yeah. like the way he's got that upper body strength, and then the, his balance to be as you're right. Like it's like he, I reckon he'd carve on a surfboard, oh, and and just the the speed of the man. Like he goes past blokes, you know, while he's all off balance. I, I know they showed that one where he went and went around that guy, stopped and went around him, and they showed it in slow motion. I don't know how he did it. Like seriously, he didn't go. The, the best thing about Messi is he doesn't go to the ground unless he has to. Yeah, he's an absolute freak. And Izzy, I listened to you for once and took the Messi to score and hold Croatia and he'll <laughs> boost it at 5.25 and already chucked it on a little Louis special at Tarapa, says Brett. Yeah, I've got a bet for us at Tarapa, which I think will start shorter than it is right now, and I reckon it'll be winning. So I can dish that out to everybody, and if you can't wait, well, I've got a Twitter feed you can go and find. But right now, we need to do our can't wait question of the day. Can't wait question of the day. Yesterday, we had the pleasure of giving away a premium car service from Midas for your summer road trip because despite the weather, 
Summer is finally here. I don't have any proof of that, but technically it is. Yesterday's winner was Mark McElroy. Get on you, Mark. Congratulations, mate. And it was such a good idea that the good folk at Midas have given us another one to give away over today and tomorrow. Yes, another premium car service valued at $384.95. Each premium service will cover things like oil and filter replacement, a full Midas 33-point piece of mine inspection and diagnostic engine scan, fluid top-ups, and either an oil flush or fuel additive plus tyre rotation if needed. So, let's get you safely to your Batch Beach or Summer Festival with a free Midas car service again. To win, we've reloaded. To win over today and tomorrow, simply text 8833 with the code MIDAS, your postcode, and the important part today for Can't Wait Question of the Day where is your summer roadie going to be and who are you going with this summer holes? Where's your summer roadie? Who are you taking? Kempi and Izzy have been thinking about this. They've got big plans this summer and they're going to tell us with our heading and you might be able to gate crash them at a gold petrol station somewhere <laughs> along the way and get an autograph. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so have a think and text us double eight double three. The code word Midas, your postcode, and we're your summer roadie here with Kimmer's Warehouse. We'll talk to you on the other side. Great savings every day. Yeah, twenty five minutes past six o'clock, and with Midas, we want to know where your summer roadie is. Daggy, I know you're heading to Gizzy for some Farno time, but are you getting in the wagon and going for a scoot anywhere? We sure are. We sure are for sure, mate. Um, every summer. We pack up the boats and the cars with a lot of camping gear, a lot of food. Got to take everything into this place we go to. So it's about a two and a half dry, uh, hour drive. And um, yeah, we head from Gizzy to a beautiful hidden gem in the Uruweras. Um, it's called ooh, Lake nice. Waikaremoana. Yes. And uh, my, my, my wife's got a, a houseboat on, on the lake. And it's an old houseboat, but it's cool, man. We just load up the houseboat, load up the boats. We head down to the end of the, end of the lake. We head to Korokoro, which is uh, part of the lake. And we camp there for eight days. And there's no phone service. And the kids just have... We're going to get the kids up on the skis, little lunar skis. And we go around on the boat. And I jump on the paddleboard. I take my fly rod around. I paddle around with some, some glasses on. And I fly fish and catch a few brown trout that are trolling the shorelines. Take them back, smoke it up, sip away on a couple of cold bevies, eat lots of food, and just really enjoy family time. So that is our holiday spot that we head to every single year. And this year takes two and a half hours. And if I get stuck, I'll be calling Midas to come and sort me out. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm off to, lads. That's where I'm to that's sort where the I'm houseboat out. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So I'll make sure I've got a massive roadie coming up. Uh, I'm going up to Kitty Kitty and then I'm just for a few days and I'm coming back, picking up my nephew's coming back from England for the first time since COVID. Um, and his baby's a year old, so his uh, his parents haven't seen the baby yet. Um, so I'm picking him up and taking him down to Taranaki and spending some time down there over Christmas before heading all the way back up to Kitty Kitty for, um, yeah, no phone service or anything. I'm turning my phone off and I am just going to sleep for yeah. weeks. Get ready to you come back sleep. and. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, it'll be so good just to lie down. If we get a little bit of sun, like me and Lou were talking about, the amount of rain we're having is unbelievable. Unbelievable, mm. the amount of rain we're having. We're meant to have a, another whole week of it leading into Christmas. So, What's the weather like? Um, 
Oh, it's turgid, mate. And Don't bring your clubs, Izzy, because you won't be playing golf. Well, oh, you will be, but you'll be in your rain jacket, mate, and it's muggy as well. Oh we're we're doing gosh. a, Shannon and me are jumping down. We've got good friends, the Bracks, the Brackenridge is down um, in Cook's Beach. So we're going down on Sunday for a few days, and we just looked at the forecast because we are thinking we'd get out of the boats, do some tanning. Nah, there's this massive pressure. There's this big rain f- band f- coming. Is that Futiang or Cook Speech? Just across the, yes. yeah, just yeah, across place. the... Um, it's a nice spot. It's awesome. It's great. That Jump is, on the little ferry, go across to the township. That's right. That's the one. Yep. yep. Cook Speech, and it's funny, these little towns that completely inflate over summer. Like their population yeah. swells like five times. I mean, there's so much of that around New Zealand. Just a couple of text messages here. Heading to Wanaka. Happy Christmas, boys. From Irish Dermot. Have a multi-leg left. Messi top scorer in Argentina to win the World Cup. Good on your derm. Um, we've got, who do we have here? We've got, uh, we'll be off to the Cuddy Cuddy Peninsula. Oh. Beautiful spot. It's at the far north. That's, yeah, that's your neck of the woods, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I grew up there on that spot. It's beautiful. Doubtless Bay. Yeah. And down to oh, Matawai Bay. Top 10 beaches Ooh. in the world. Mm. Uh, we've got Carpety oh. Coast Fishing from Dave. Good on you, Dave. Uh, Tolaga Bay. One guess who's going to Tolaga Bay. <laughs> Big Ed. <laughs> Have you got that uh, great, bonus bit there, Ed? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on, Izzy. Stop it, Izzy. Come on, Izzy. Don't wind him up like that. Keep your messages coming through. Double eight, double three. Text the code word Midas, your name, your postcode, and where's your summer roadie? I'd love to know where you are going. John's off to New Plymouth. Um, doing the Pookie Park Christmas lights. Good on you, John. That's awesome. Uh, Russell Bay of Islands. Beautiful place, Paddy. Oh, Russell. And so much history as well. I go up to that flagpole right up the top there, Paddy. And, um, yeah, you just kind of soak in where New Zealand was founded and, and that sort of thing. It's, it's pretty amazing. We're lucky here in Aotearoa, aren't we? So keep your messages coming. And where is your road trip? And Midas will hook you up with a full service, the absolute works, to make sure that your car is spick and span. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. Some headlines, including just how much rain we've had after this. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800. 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, the phone lines are running hot. Everyone's hungry for that $50 TAB bonus bet. And I'll give you my power play. I think it's a good one. It's a, it's a roughie. I think it's definitely quite achievable for the odds that they're offering. So stay tuned. I'll give that to you shortly. But right now, Timmy from Christchurch, he's a good bugger. Give him a chance. Morning, Timmy. Cheers, Izzy. Same goes, brother. All right, mate. <laughs> cheers, brother. Cheers, cheers. I'm just butting you up on one of those moods today. Here we go, Timmy. Good luck. Who is currently top of the ladder in France League One? Football. Uh, PSG. Well done. Well done. <laughs> that is correct. Paris Saint-Germain. No surprises here. They've got a hell of a wage bill. Question number two. Epic roster. Here we go. What is the largest city in Morocco? Uh, Casablanca. Casablanca is correct. Well done, Timmy. He's on. He knows Morocco. Quick question. Can they get it done? 
can they continue? Mate, I was actually reading an article about them this morning, and, and their, their coach is, uh, he just wins everything, right? So why not? You know, like um, I was saying to someone the other day, it's just like when Greece won the, the Euros a few years back, they didn't score many goals, but they just didn't let anyone else score. So yeah, pretty hard to beat when you can't score goals against them. Yep, beautiful. One goal this whole tournament. How good is that? Here we go. We're going to be peppered today. Question number three. Who has scored more goals at this World Cup, the entire Moroccan team or Kylian Mbappe? Uh, Mbappe. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. That's a, it's a tough one, <laughs> but it's incorrect. Sorry, Timmy. You have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Brenton. Got Brenton up. How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. You still? Oh, bloody good, mate. I haven't heard from you for a while. Where you been? Uh, well, I listen uh, on uh, iHeartRadio, bro, so I'm a bit slow at getting the old finger to go, and I'm normally near the back of the queue, brother. That's all right. Oh, oh I, don't, I haven't seen you, so I haven't seen you. Oh, there you hey, go. Brenton. There you go. You're Brenton. a bit delayed, yeah? yeah can, can you just... Can you, can you just do us all a favour, mate, and just delete iHeartRadio and download the SCNZ app? I oh, know that's, no, that's what I listen to on, sorry, yeah. It is on oh, that one. perfect. But it's still, de- it's still, de- it's still delayed. Yeah, it's still delayed by about a Just double-checking. Fair enough, mate. Yeah, mate Set your alarms. 6.39 yeah, yeah. and you'll be there. Friends will see you now. Chuck them up there at 2. Always good to have a chat. There we go, mate. Good luck. Who has scored more goals at this World Cup, the entire Moroccan team, or Kylian Mbappe? Well, it has to be the Moroccan team. The other one was wrong, brother. <laughs> oh, it's a, a trick question. It's a trick question. Sorry, Brenton, have a good day. Well, Brett from Huntley, he doesn't miss much. What is it, Brenny? <laughs> oh, we'll go, uh, the same. <laughs> they both scored. They both have five goals. There you go. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know it. <laughs> Here we go. Brett from Huntley. Only four African countries have made it to the quarterfinal at the FIFA World Cup. Minus Morocco, name two African countries that have also made it to the quarterfinal. Uh, Ghana. All right. That one. Uh, Cameroon. Bing. Can you give us the other Not one? Bad. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 oh, good. You only needed two. You only needed two. Oh, oh, what is Hold it? On. Here we go. What is the other one? Senegal. 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 There you go. Here's your little bit of education for the morning. Hopefully we can give you more. Probably not. Here we go. Question number five. How many FIFA World Cups has France won? I want the number and the years. Uh, 98. Maybe the years. Ooh. 98. All right. And uh, yep. the last one, uh, 22 to 21, 20, carry the one, uh, 2018. <laughs> 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 98 in 2018. <laughs> Brett is on fire. He doesn't miss much. Brett, give me a... Yeah, they want food yet. Thanks, Brad. Uh, yeah, um, Brett from Huntley. Um, give me... 
Give me the maths. How many uh, bonus bets have you won this year? Hits and hits. <laughs> You've won plenty. You've won plenty. All right, Brett, you're not getting a chance tomorrow, but thank you very much, brother. Appreciate it. Good luck today. And here's one for you. Power play. Olivier Groud. First shot on goal in the first half. First shot on goal in the second half. 41 bucks. Whoa. There you go. That's a nice yep. little doozy for like you. It. So, well, well done. Well done. And uh, well done, everyone. We're going to have a big one tomorrow. We're going to have a big one. Paulie Moati's coming up after 7.40, at 7.40, and I'm going to talk him into us, talk him into giving us an absolute doozy to give away tomorrow for our final quizzy dag of the year. So you need to be ready. Set that alarm, Brett. Set that alarm, Ed. Everyone set those alarms for 639 because I'm going to talk Paulie Moari into an absolute gem for tomorrow's Quizzy Dag. And if he does it, well, I'll nice. offer it myself because I'm in a giving mood today. So that's what it is. And it's Quizzy Dag, so he has to do it because I'm going to say it and you can't renege on it. <laughs> well, there'll be grins coming out of my breath tomorrow morning, so you might even taste it through the airways. There you go. Ooh, yum. The FIFA World Cup has long been a tournament dominated by just a handful of countries. This year, though, We've seen a number of teams punching above their weight and causing some upsets. Perhaps the biggest surprise of the tournament has been this Moroccan side, who are merely one step away from the FIFA World Cup final. To better understand how much of a challenge they'll face today when they go up against the reigning champs, we thought we'd head to Nice and hear from sub-editor of Get French Football News, Luke Entwistle. Morning, Luke. How you going, mate? Good morning. Very happy to be on. Late evening here, just uh, getting ready for the match. But uh, yeah, good morning over there, I suppose. Mate, a beautiful part of the world. I've never been myself. I'm going to be there in April, but my wife worked there. She was on the yachts back in her younger days, mate. What's the atmosphere like down in, in Nice? So it's, it's a little bit of uh, the calm before the storm, I think. Uh, the other night we got a little bit of a taste of, of what it's going to be like because here down in Nice there's a massive Moroccan population, as there is throughout France because of the, the colonial history, the historic ties between the two nations. And it's going to be it's going to be a big night here in Nice and, and throughout France. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of a feeling of, of it being a, a big, big night tonight. Obviously, there'll be celebrations long through the night for whoever wins. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big one. And, and the other night when it's the, the quarterfinals, Morocco and France, even though they didn't obviously play each other, they both played on the same day. And for hours and hours, the atmosphere all across the city was just absolutely electric. So I'm, I'm sure there'll be more of the same tonight. Yeah, oh, mate, it'd be so good to be there. We, we, what about uh, that game, Luke? Were you impressed with England's performance? Um, uh, sorry, France's performance against England? Yeah, so everyone I speak to around here, all, all of the all the people I know here down in Nice, all French, all uh, giving me their condolences for the loss, and all of them saying the same thing, that, oh, you know, we, we think we really got away with it, we really think England were the better side. And I think that's the, the takeaway from a lot of people, that England were the better side, at least for large, large parts of that, that game. But what really counts sometimes is, is experience of having been there and done that. And France certainly do have that, having won the, the tournament in 2018. So they just had the right mentality at the right points of the match uh, they didn't necessarily control large periods but when they got chances they took them and you know having to play like Olivier Giroud on your side really helps 
and having to play like Griezmann uh, in the form he's in really helps as well. So there's some really great individual performances, but also just a bit of experience and now sort of, of knowing how to get through those kind of games as they've done so many times in the past. Um, I think tonight is, is going to be uh, a weird one. It's hard to know exactly what to expect tonight, but they go in, you know, probably be quite confident that they're going to get through to the final. The old saying my coaches used to say, defence wins titles and Moroccan defence has been phenomenal this tournament. Only leaking one goal, but on the other side haven't probably scored as many as they like, but the defence has held them in games. Do you think the Moroccan defence will trouble this potent French attack? I mean, you say so based on, on precedent, but they have, bizarrely, because obviously the, the team news is just filtering out now, uh, they've actually changed mm. to a back three, which is quite an odd move because obviously this basically 5-4-1 has really worked for them over this tournament. Their defensive record has been incredible. You know, not conceding a goal to Spain or Portugal, especially Portugal with the offensive yeah. arsenal at their disposal is absolutely insane for a, for a team like Morocco. And, you know... These are good players. These are good centre-backs. You know, in Aguilar and in uh, Roman Saiz as well, who's who's at Wolverhampton. Both of those are good centre-backs, but none of them are world-class centre-backs. So the fact that they've shut out these teams is quite incredible and is really you know, a testament mm. to the work that the manager's done there in, in the organisation. So it's quite interesting that he's decided for this massive game. You know, they've all been massive games because this is, for, for Morocco and for an African team, a historic run. You know, an, an African team has never got to the semi-final mm. of a World Cup. So this is unprecedented. And then to get there and then to change that that tried and tested uh, kind of setup is, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting move. Hey, Luke, just just talking about France's run um, through to this game and if they do get to the final, in the context of having probably five of their first-choice players out, how good is this French team? Yeah, so obviously loads of players missing from this squad. Uh, just to, to rattle off a few, you've got Pogba and Kante, Kimpembe. Both of, both, all three of those players, sorry, would ordinarily start for France. And that's even not taken into account Karim Benzema, the Ballon d'Or winner, who had a long hiatus from the France team, came back, uh, usurped Olivier Giroud, who is now the, the record goal scorer for France. Uh, but obviously now Olivier Giroud's back in. It's, it's very impressive frankly, because especially that midfield is heavily reconstructed. Uh, we look at Aurelien Tumeni in the midfield and, well, it feels as though he's been there for ages, but the reality is he's been there for about a calendar year, slightly less than that. So his, his experience of playing for France is very, very limited and he's never played in a massive international tournament. Then you've got Rabiot, who's, he's got plenty of caps, but he didn't go to the 28 World Cup. He was on the, the list to be called up, the kind of backup list. He refused to be on that, but he's back. And then it's Griezmann in a kind of number eight role, number eight, number 10. And he's basically performing what for him is, is quite an alien role. So the fact that all of these players, some of whom have very little experience, have adapted, and some of those more of experienced players have kind of adapted their roles and changed to to kind of facilitate this new disrupt system, is it's quite impressive. Especially as you say, the the amount of players out. It's there's a such a list of players, and and if any other nation in the world was missing so many key players, uh, I don't think you'd be seeing the results that, that France are getting, frankly. Pogba, Benzema, oh my god, those names are just crazy that they're not even a part of this tournament. They're still kicking on and becoming one of the favourites. Look, if Morocco are going to have any chance 
any chance. They've got to upset. They've got to get France off their game. And discipline for the French team has been something that's been a bit questionable. And, and is it an issue for the French side at the moment in the, in the back four? They've given away a few air, uh, penalties, a few little free kicks that, that could probably cause them a little bit of disruption there. Yeah, I mean, lots of those France defenders are quite aggressive in the way that they they play, just in terms of their genuine play style. So you're looking at Upper Meccano. He's a player who likes to really kind of push out and put pressure on the midfielders and, and on the strikers in between the spaces. So naturally, he picks up the odd booking. And then it's a very combative midfield, especially too many. He, I, I watched lots of Monaco matches, attend lots of Monaco matches, so I saw plenty of him last year. And he's a great player, but he's also a player who does pick up quite a few bookings just you know very naturally by by the way in which he plays and and it's kind of also a bit of a byproduct of the system as well so um i think in terms of you know yellow cards i think they'll they'll get a few i don't think there'll be any massive issues there but yeah some some defensive issues i'd definitely say um and mm. tio hernandez he really likes to go forward he can be caught at the back and sometimes finds himself in in, in tricky situations as we saw against England when he needlessly shoved Mason Mount in the back in the box, giving away a penalty. And then we saw Kane give Upper Meccano loads of problems all throughout the night. So that's also something that uh, I think needs to be watched out for. I think that Morocco won't attack often, but when they do, it could be really quite lethal. It'll be quick. It'll be on the counter. That's, that's their style. And they could cause some problems, really drag those French players out of position. And yeah, they need to be got at because this is a quite a new look defence. It's a very defensive defence. You know, Jules Koundé is playing at right back. He's not a right back. Tio Hernandez has no, you know, top level international World Cup experience. And then Upper Meccano, he was kind of drafted in. It was going to be Kimpembe. So he, likewise, he also has very little experience. So I feel as though there's a real opportunity for Morocco to get at these defenders and just cause them a few problems and see how they respond. Hey, Luke, power plays, you've, you've just named a few of them there. We've, we've given one out this morning. We think Giroud will have the first two shots on goal in each half. So, you know, he'll get the first one in for French in the first half and the second uh, half first up again. What's your power play today that you can give to, the, to our listeners? Where do you think it's all going to come from? Uh, I, would, I would certainly back Giroud to score, um, frankly, because of the way that the game's going to play out, especially if Morocco are going for a three at the back. I think that gives some spaces out in those wide areas, potentially. And there's some great crosses of the ball. I'm thinking of Griezmann, who put in that lovely assist to Giroud against England. There's plenty of players. Dembele is another one. Teo Hernandez is another. Jules Koundé, we might not see too much of that. But yeah, there's going to be plenty of balls, I think, in the box. I think that's going to be France's most fruitful form of attack in this match. And I'd back Giroud, who's just been absolutely imperious throughout the competition to get on the end of one and to, and to score one. There you go. There you go. If you're listening, I've given you a little power play. Olivier Giroud, first shot on goal in the first half, first shot on goal in the second half, 41 bucks power play at the TAB. That is good money. So just last question for you, uh, Luke, before you shoot off. Is there anything we can take from this World Cup and how competitive the smaller nations have been that tells us something new about the ecosystem of the professional football? I think this was a slightly old World Cup. Obviously, this is the first one that's ever happened in winter. But one of the takeaways is certainly the, the rise of, of the African teams. This has certainly felt like Africa's World Cup, that they've finally 
come to the fore. And, you know, I don't think everyone expected it would necessarily be Morocco with Senegal winning the Africa Cup of Nations early this year. Uh, they only got through to the round of 16, but obviously came up against an opponent such as England, who that's always going to be a difficult ride. But I think there's a, certainly Morocco have shown that there is investment in the African game and that there is mm. a certain rise in the African game. And that potentially because, you know, lots of, lots of players in Europe have dual nationalities, you know, lots of the French players could have played for lots of African nations, for example. Uh, we might mm. see more and more... Um, players potentially representing their you know the the country of their fathers or of their mothers or, or of their place of birth i think that could be a trend that we see uh further going into the future especially with these much more competitive african sides going forward so I, I think the takeaway is that african football is is on the rise and um mm. i think it's a trend that, that should probably continue into into the next world cup in four years time well it's great for football great for football these small small nations are competing and it's not just a Two so a one-sided affair with all the major nations. Look, Luke, Luke um, uh, it's not going home. When are you going home? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's, it's not going home. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, bizarrely, I'm actually going home uh, for the for the Christmas holidays on the day of the final itself. So I've watched all of England's games from afar. Watched all of France games here. But should France be in the mm. final, as I expect them to be, I will not be. So I'll be missing the celebrations this time around. But um, yeah, it's, it's a great shame. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I just had to get in there with that little stab. You took it nicely, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> Luke, you're an absolute champion. And if you want to read uh, any of Luke's pieces, get French football news, Luke in Twistle. We appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Have a great day. Enjoy the day in Nice. I think it'll be humming. Thank you so much, mate. I think it will be. Thanks very much for having me on. Having a great day, everyone. There he is. Luke. I just had to, man, I just can't help myself sometimes, Ned. <laughs> You're the best. Hey, how, how good is it? Look, I've got to say, when I was watching a lot of the earlier games, I was thinking, man, how many of these African teams will have players if they were to choose, the, their, I guess, their home nations? A little bit like the Rugby mm. League World, um, World Cup, what, we, what um, Luke was just saying there, is that a lot of these players, um, Izzy, could be playing for their African nations in the, in the next mm. World Cup. I actually think... That's fantastic if they decide to do It'll that. So, um, oh, mate, look for look for the African teams. I know, I know Morocco's in here in this uh, semi-final, but mate, if that happens, there's going to be a big push for the African teams going through semis and finals. Yeah, you, you pointed it out to us a long time ago, Kempi. Watch this space where people want to start representing where they're from. And um, so we have seen that in rugby league and, and hearing Luke talk about it there. Amazing. Hey, who you got? Double eight, double three. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you want to get in for a quick chat, who you got? Who is going to meet Argentina in the final of the FIFA World Cup? Live commentary up at about 10 to 8 this morning when we leave you. Can't wait. We're here in Flair Bar, Sky City. Come say g'day. We've got fans trickling in throughout the morning. Can't wait to see you. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.